We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever is on your heart. All you have to do is call us, 340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Now, you know it's not just a regular show, because it's Thursday, and it's a date day show. That means Paula's live in studio. Paula, welcome. Thank you. Yep. Hi, everybody. Thanks for praying for me. I heard Pastor Ron asking or thanking you for praying for me to be safe and have a great time. Be, he didn't say all that. I'm just reading this into it. Be a sense of encouragement. <laughs> and I blessing. can't believe that you didn't listen to the program on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, no. I was driving, and then when we got there, we were exhausted, and I just needed to lay down for a minute. But it turned into like you you ditched me when you fifty (laughs) five. Hey, we just we just got our new bus. I know it's so like wow. Yeah, no, it's not new, but it's new to us. It's new to us. Yes. You want a story? We we our our old bus. Boy, God really blessed that bus. It we 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 paid what it was worth, but. Uh, it lasted a really long time. Mm-hmm. This is our third bus. Yeah, because that first bus, the first bus was yeah, we go down the embarrassing. street and <laughs> make it, yeah, we're tacky. I tell you, we, backfire like crazy, yeah, right? We've been tacky all along. Yeah, but but, that's but all right. the next bus came in uh-huh. and it lasted us a really long time. We really got our money's worth yeah. out of that, but it broke uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we need it to get the kids to recess and to physical ed and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. When they go on uh, field trips, field and trips, stuff. And yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And so uh, we had to get a new bus. So uh, we finally got a new bus, and uh, all the kids are out there excited because they're not stuck in the That's room right. anymore. Yeah. So this one has seat belts and has air conditioning. Yeah. Has a, a heater. A door that really works instead of them having to stand there and beat on it. <laughs> let me out. Let me out. Or let me in. Woo woo. You know so. Yeah, they're excited, and, and the the drivers are, are like uh, the, when you sit in the seat, it kind of squishes and bounces yeah. with you, so you're not thrown up to the ceiling when you hit a bump or something. You know, Paula, when you do a school, free school, yeah, when we started it 23 years ago, I had no idea it'd be this expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it never occurred to me that we'd have a bus, and now a bus breaks, so we're going to buy a new bus, uh-huh. and and they're expensive. It's it's a big bus, too. Yeah. I mean, I, when I saw it, I was like, hey, we moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's a robust 
bus, as yeah. one of our people said. And yeah, it's a it's a good looking bus. And and as I walked up, you know, to come to the show, uh, Vanessa's out there. She goes, "This bus has so many bells and whistles. We don't know what to do. You know, so it's going to take a little while to get used to it." So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of our bus drivers, we just heard cried yeah, when he oh, saw the bus. Like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, yeah. But it's it's uh, amazing, you know. We we can't afford this kind of stuff, and God keeps providing for it. So He loves these kids, and mm-hmm. He loves the work that we're doing. But I never realized it'd be this expensive <laughs> to have a free school. I thought kids would show up, and mm-hmm. parents would make them lunch, and mm-hmm. we'd send them home at the end of the day, and yeah. that was pretty much it. But yeah. it costs a lot of money. Yeah, I know. It's worth it, though. It's it, been really fruitful. It's been really fruitful. Yeah, that church just. Well, I cha-ching, know. Ching, ching, when we get to heaven, what he's going to say. I know you've got some God stuff, but let's go to take a phone call. Melissa is on line one. Melissa, thank you for holding patiently. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula. Welcome back Hi. into town. Oh, thanks. Hi. Hi. The reason why I'm calling is I have a co worker, um, very sweet woman, and um, her daughter is apparently going through some kind of medical issue. Her daughter's in high school, and um, I was just wondering if you can just pray over the situation for her. She's listening on the radio. Her name is sure. Eva, and the Eva. mother's name is Marcella. Okay, we'll do that, mm-hmm. Melissa. God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, Father, we do lift Ava um, and Marcella to you. Um, the, the medical issue that the young young woman has um, touch and heal, Lord. Please show show yourself strong. Provide comfort and relief, direction. And most of all, Lord, comfort their souls during this difficult time. By the power of your Spirit, Lord, have your way in this situation. Whatever it is, you know it all. We ask for your glory and your glory alone. Amen. Melissa, thank you for giving us the opportunity to do that, and we'll be praying. Paula, speaking of praying, um, just an update from uh, Irene. Uh, I mentioned on the program yesterday I prayed when I heard uh, Irene got her liver transplant um, last night and this morning. I mean, it went throughout the night, uh, and and the surgery was successful and things. To, and now she's facing a kid, some kidney surgery of some sort. We didn't know about that. And so, uh, people, if you would keep praying for Irene and her husband is Galen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love them so much, and uh, boy, has it been a tough few years for for them. And and this looks like it could be the start of a completely different life for them. Yeah. And Irene appears to be doing okay. I'm sure she's she's been in uh, the hospital for a couple of months now. Yeah. You know, and you lose track of time and who you are and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be really a, a sweet treat. In fact, they said that the Kidney surgery should be today or tomorrow. Okay. So, but that's kind of yikes, huh? After well, a big surgery for the if liver. My audience would keep Irene and Galen, Galen yeah. rather, in your prayers. Uh, we would appreciate it very, very much, and we'll keep you posted on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, you are back in town. Why don't you talk about your trip to Houston? Well, okay. All right. It was a good trip. You know, when, when the pastor's wife. Yeah, they ask you to come over there. It's like, you know, I, well, for me, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. You know, they give you what, what you're going to teach on. You still get nervous after all the all the speaking you've done. Yeah, I get nervous when I come and speak here on my way because this, this nothing to mess around with. You know, it's, I'm standing on holy ground now, and I have, I, I'm funny. <laughs> if you do say so yourself and I do a lot yeah. um, but you know I'm funny and I, and I have a personality that says uh, you know a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down and the Lord kind of gave me that a long time ago and I think uh, in fact I know it was when I was listening to Gail Irwin one time you know um, this was wow I don't know how many years ago now but anyway um that you could have a sense of humor and be a Christian. You know, I, I, before I became saved, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it in this club, you know, because <laughs> I'm funny. So anyway, they asked you to come over there, and I'm, okay, what am I going to talk about? So she gave me the, their, this. Now, we've both been there many times. So. Oh, yeah, this is like our yeah. sister church, yeah. actually, yeah. And so I know, you know, 
Well, the the original pastor's wife passed away from cancer. So this new pastor's wife, um, I love her, but I don't know her nearly as much as I did the other one. But she's just as wonderful. So um, just different, you know, different than me. And so she's saying, okay, this and this and na 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 And she, she sent me the homework that they're going to have and stuff, and I didn't want to be persuaded in my teaching by their homework. So I I just barely looked at it. I didn't even tell her I didn't look at it. <laughs> uh, and uh, But my they're doing Psalm 23, and each each verse they have a different teacher. And so mine was Psalm 23.3. He restores my soul. And then he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. <clears throat> but my title, and they do all this. They give you the title and everything, God of Restoration. Oh, okay. So I've been, you know, praying and getting my study together for, like, months. I've had it on paper and printed it out, like, three different times because, you know, you, you have more time, you add stuff to it. And so I go over there, and I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm nervous, but I'm ready. I got my papers, you know. I know what I'm going to talk about. David, you know. Is mess up with Bathsheba and he kill Uriah and uh, they lost a child and all that. So, you know, so I'm going to tell us got a restoration because God is good. So I have my papers ready, Pastor Ron. <laughs> <laughs> and Yanni, that's her name, she's introducing me. And so she, this is how she, she said, and my friend, and she's, she's Cuban. She's Cuban. And she's funny because she has a very thick Cuban accent. Yes, very. <laughs> so, Paola. Paola, yeah. My friend Paola. And I love how she says it. She's so cute. And so she says, my friend Paola is going to uh, talk about the God of restoration. And I'm certain, this is what her, you know, she said, I am uh, certain that she will speak about her, um, her, her, her marriage. And she's looking right at me, and I was like, no. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to talk about. And so it was kind of like that time when, uh, Jesus' mother said, you know, hey, they don't have enough wine. And he's like, woman, why are you coming to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And uh, the Lord said, evidently it is your time. <laughs> Make the wine like your mama said, you know. <laughs> so as I'm we're in worship, you know, and, and, and I'm a little bit anxious. And I'm like, what's going on? I got my notes. I know what I'm going to talk about. And then she introduces me and tells me, you know. Tells, your testimony? Yeah, it's like. 200, 300 women out there. <laughs> I won't share my testimony. And I actually said, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm walking up, the Lord says, uh, well, oh, you need to share your testimony because you're a servant. Yeah, and right. I've heard your voice say that too. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. That's what I was thinking when you said, well, well I'm not. Uh-huh. But we talk about this because when we go somewhere else, when uh-huh. we get invited to, to speak in a lot of places, yeah. We always remember that we are a servant. We'll do whatever they want us to do. Yeah, but, you know, she could have said that (laughs) (laughs) when she asked me months ago. Blessed are the flexible, for they will not break. I know, but I had, like, four full pages of notes, Ron, and I didn't get to (laughs) page two. (laughs) So, anyway, I shared, you know, I shared some of David's stuff, and I shared some of our stuff and how God restores and. You know, and and the Lord, he knows what he's doing. I always say that, huh? He knows stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sharing. And that's, I, that's, that's Paula's very complicated theology. Yeah, keep it but simple, But it works. Sweetie. It always works. Keep yeah. it simple, sweetie. And so I, I could tell I was a little bit, I was like, some of y'all out there are going through stuff because the Lord just changed my whole message for you. <laughs> I told him that. Because I, I told him, I said, I had something else to say, but. Yanni evidently wanted me. <laughs> Yanni and Jesus evidently want some stuff to be said to you. You know, and, and the God of restoration, how to restore. We first, um, you know, if we're Christians, we have to walk in the light as he is in the light. And uh, we have to be genuinely repentant ourselves, just like David. Um and, you know, it's all women sitting in there, except for a couple of men that are back there doing the sound. And then in their worship team, they have the man was a drummer and one of the guitar players. Um, so by and large, it's just ladies. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when it's all over, there's a couple of ladies saying, I'm glad you came tonight. 
<laughs> I'm glad you said what you said because this was it. <laughs> this was it. I was going home and packing my bags or he was going to pack his, but this was it. And, you know, because I always talk about how the Lord said, just give me one more day for 12 and a half years, you know. Just give me one more day and and how it wasn't about you. It was about me. I was the believer. And what, Paula, what was your role in the whole thing? It's not just one way. It's not just one person, you know, and, and not to live out of how I feel or what I think or what I want. I, I love Jesus. And he says, you belong to me. And so don't take this wrong. But I, <laughs> I said to him, I said, don't, uh -huh. don't, don't lose your thought there. No, I won't. But, but every, every time when, when Paul and I go somewhere and they mm -hmm. want her to share a testimony, yeah. you know, before the, before her, 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 her sharing, um, the ladies love me. Oh, Pastor Ron. And everybody's hugging me and kissing me. Oh, Pastor Ron. When she gets done sharing testimony, they come in, they stare daggers yeah, at me. Like, you jerk. You, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was saying, you know, the Lord just kept telling me over and over again how much he loved, you know, he loved you. You know, he just, I just love him. He, I love him. I, I was saying, why? <laughs> <laughs> Really? How come? You're a better man than I am. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I said, he just kept telling me how much he loved Ron. And I said, why? I, I, don't, I think a couple of people actually fell on the floor <laughs> <laughs> laughing. But I said, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, you, even if your husband's a jerk, um, Jesus loves him and he wants to use you. You say you're a Christian. He wants to use you now. And I'd explain to him, if he's beating you up or, you know, abusing your children or anything like that, <clears throat> bringing drugs into your house and that kind of stuff, that's not what I'm talking about. Ron was just a jerk and, you know, he was the most important one in our house and that kind of stuff. And the Lord says, mm, well, no, I'm the most important one in this house. Jesus, speak, you know, Jesus speaking. And you belong to me, Paula. And uh, you got some responsibility in this as well, so... What are you going to do? When you share your testimony, there's always a, a bunch of ladies that come up and talk to you after the fact. Oh, yeah. T tell, tell them the, the story about the one lady in particular. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Here I am. I'm sharing, you know. And, and I know because we have Hendel who waited for 40 years for Mike, and he they got to be a Christian couple for a week. Mm -hmm. So, But this lady comes up, and she's really old, you know, I mean, but she didn't look her age. Um, she's standing tall and straight, no cane, no walker, no nothing. 97 years old. She was, she's 97 years old. And she says to me, I was married for 61 years. When my husband got saved, he was 96. She was with him, married 58 years before he got saved. He died at 99. And I was like, you win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but amazing. She said, "And see, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be together forever and eternity." Yes, uh, you know, with with Hindle and Mike that we prayed for for yep. so long, my yep. dear friend mm -hmm. uh, from the Austin area. Yeah. Um, um, Forty years of marriage, and they're going to be forever together yeah. in eternity. Yeah. And who would imagine that God yeah. would be so patient? Yeah. But yeah, just. What Her husband's do, name is Herman. Yeah. What do you What do you do with one faithful yeah. servant? She said, I, "I just couldn't quit." She, I, I told her, "I said, Jesus put that in you because He loved you and your husband so much." And look at this testimony you have, you know, and and all her family and friends who have been watching their lives all of this time, you know, fifty eight years, Pastor Ron. You thought thirteen years was tough. No, no, thirteen years was tough. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get it wrong. Yeah, it was rough, you know. But yeah, amazing. And she just, she just looked like ninety seven wasn't ninety seven. She looked more like we were in the same group, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> it was just an amazing thing. But you know, I, I always say, 
let's remember, how did the Lord restore us? You know, Jesus died to forgive us of our sin, but it's a continual cleansing. And a lot of, a lot of ladies, well, a lot of people, period, think that when you become a Christian, and you had this question on the radio, um, when you become a Christian, you're still a sinner. You know, we still, even though the ugly thoughts come from an outside source, and I told them this one, you know, <clears throat> I would get mad sometimes, and, and, and the Lord would constantly tell me how much he loves you. And I would say, but not today. Can you just hit the delete button? <laughs> they laughed then, too, you know, because you want, we want the, the pain to go away. And, Lord, if you push the delete button, it's like, poof, he's gone, you know, and, I can, and life starts again. And yet the Lord was saying, no, 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 that's not what I want. You have no idea the plan I have. You have no idea the plan that I have. Will you stop living in your feelings, stop living in what you think and want? And so how did God restore us? Um, he took on call. He, they pulled out his beard, Ron. And the, the, when they spit in his face, see, that's the thing right there. I mean, I, I mean, all of it's bad, but spit in his face and beat his back, mocked him and stripped him, you know. And he said that that I was worth it, that you were worth it. And I'm talking to these ladies and saying, "You're worth it." But he didn't. He didn't leave us here for nothing. If if just us being saved and he would take us straight to heaven but he has a plan for us and a lot of it includes hard stuff and are you willing I must have asked that about five times are you willing you know are you willing to die to yourself and let the Lord use you and always the hands down hard open I say I hate the hands down hard open thing <laughs> you know what that means you're going to be vulnerable. You know, Paula, in, in our uh, Philippians Bible study tomorrow night, um, Paul says that suffering has been granted to us. And the context there is like a gift. Now, you know, it's a gift that we would all return. No, I, I don't want this gift. Yeah, no, I'm not going to open yeah, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but, but the, the context there is really important. It has been granted to us as a gift, which in turn... Um, makes us more and more like Jesus every day. Suffering was part and parcel of his ministry. He knew it from the beginning. Uh, The Apostle Paul knew that suffering was part of his ministry, and he was told all of that in advance, and and they were faithful in the process. And I think that's all God is trying to do, is get us to be faithful in the minute. Um, You know, not, not be in denial, like, oh, everything's fine, because it's not fine. But the reality is that um, his grace is sufficient, whether it's a physical affliction like Paul's or emotional torture like like you went through. Um, his grace is sufficient, and the only way we learn that is by living it. Yeah, And that's why why suffering has been granted to us as a gift, because we learn only in those difficulties, we learn that his grace is enough for whatever we're going through. Yeah, yeah. And when... When David and Bathsheba <coughs> lost their son, you know, it, it's amazing because Nathan came to David and said, this thing you've done displeased the Lord. And you know how, how I love conviction. I love conviction, but I don't like it in the fact that it whatever I did displeased the Lord. Yeah, that it was necessary. That it was yeah. necessary, <laughs> yeah. And so um, let the Lord convict you. But he loves us so much um, that he sent Nathan because David was trying to cover it up for a year and a half and trying to be in denial and just going on. And he says in one, his bones waxed away. Yeah. I think that's Psalm 32 or 33. 32, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, his bones waxed away because you know how that, that conviction feels. And, you know, David... Against you and you only, Lord, have I sinned and done what is wrong. Yeah, yeah you know, he didn't say, uh, against you and you only have I sinned, oh God, but if she hadn't been out on that roof. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's what we do. Um, you know, when, when you would get frustrated with me, when, when the pain quotient would increase, um, you know, our natural instinct is to 
to say, uh, but but God, he did this. Why don't you fix that? Why don't you do something? Mm-hmm. And the answer is because he was, he says, well, well I'm, I'm granting you this suffering as my gift so you can see who I am yeah. and, and what I've got planned for you. Mm-hmm. And the focus has to be off the source of our pain and on to the comforter of our pain. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was saying to them as well, you know, when we sin against the Lord, we just say, okay, Lord, forgive me. We're not even considering how much that hurts him, Jesus. And, and, and he can take it because he already did, and he's forgiven our sins, past, present, and future. But I always have to remind myself and I remind others that the Lord wants to forgive us, <clears throat> but in the same measure as we forgive others. Yikes. And so I've been praying for many years, and, you know, it's an everyday thing. Lord, help me to be a gracious forgiver. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a show on forgiving would be a good one sometime in the near future. So you pray that because Thursday's your day. Oh, okay, it's my day. <laughs> since you just gave me that hint. We've we, got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program. 340-9585. We'd love your live calls and questions. This is The Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Thursday show. Hey, a week from today, we won't be having a show. I know, because we're eating turkey. Because it's Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday. If you haven't eaten Paula's dressing... And the rolls and the turkey that she makes, you haven't lived. And so it is my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday. And I get turkey sandwiches for like a week before you cut me off. Well, I'm going to freeze some this time so you can have it a little bit longer. Oh, good. Unless we send our guests home with all the stuff left That's what you always do. You always say, well, you'll have plenty left over. Uh But then I watch people walking out of my house with bags and bags of my turkey. (laughs) Some of the people are... Coming over or on the radio listening. Oh, there. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't. I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'd love any questions, comments, or calls. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, what's up? Um, well, did you want to talk about this Saturday? We can. Well, we'll finish with what I was talking about, but I don't want to forget this. Okay. This coming Saturday, which is two days from today, are. It's only going to be forty two degrees. Bah humbug. So you, well, I'm just saying, you got nothing else to do. You might as well come. Anyway, our youth pastors are going to be leading our pastor discipleship class. And that's just what it's called. It's not really that anymore. We probably should give it a different name. Um, but it's we have many people, men and women. And, you know, we know women can't be pastors, so they still come. But they want to be um, more involved in how our churches run. And, you know. Well, be, when it started, it was a discipleship class for People call it to be pastors. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a discipleship class led by the pastor, so it's pastor's discipleship. Okay. Just different direction because okay. we send all the people out that we're going to plant churches, or not, not all of them maybe, but okay. most of them. So, Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, our youth pastors, junior high and high school, are going to be leading that class this week, um, mainly for the parents of those said, said kids to kind of, Educate us, you know. We don't know all that our kids are going through. And these these guys are Pastors Chris and Pastor Matthew. Um, they're very um, involved in these kids' lives. They've been there and, and, and know a, a lot. And they're um, invested in these kids. And they want the parents to know their role in helping these kids to live in this world and not succumb to it. And so they're going to have this class. Um, and I don't know how long the Q&A will be, but I'm certain uh, there'll be some really good questions asked. And, and I bet you some, some parents are going to be like, oh, no, that can't be. 
know. Yeah, I think I think the real value, Paula, is that um, um, you know I, I think that d- the generation gap between parent and child now is greater than at any time that I've been alive, and and it's greater because of technology, it's greater because of social media, mm-hmm. um, uh, things that that, uh, that your kids are involved in that that we wouldn't even give a second thought to. It's like, no way. Yeah, yeah. and um, um, this class will, will give you an opportunity to hear from from your kids' pastors. These are junior high and high school age kids, uh, and, and they're going to be telling you, sharing with you, um, what they're dealing with, with your kids. Uh, the questions, no names, not anything like that. There's mm-hmm. confidentiality and all that. But... Um, th- th- these are the questions your kids are asking us. I walked by uh, in, into the studio today, and uh, Pastor Chris was dealing with his Bible class. And on this day, they have uh, uh, the last 15 or so minutes, I think, or Q&A. And they were asking about abortion. They were studying the, the, the recent Supreme Court ruling that returned uh, abortion rights to the states. And the kids are asking questions about it. And then the, the fact of the matter is that, that your kids have been brainwashed by this world um, to to think a certain way. And so they ask questions. Why is abortion wrong? Why isn't it a woman's right to choose? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's why Bible study and Bible training at home is so important. But um, and, and that's just one example of many. And so they're going to be dealing with the questions that your kids are asking them and the things that they're struggling with in their lives. And I'm just telling you up front, moms and dads, you, you cannot understand it. And this is an opportunity. So on Saturday, and you're, the, the public is invited. Um, I don't expect that we're going to have a crush of people who want to do this. But those of you in the radio audience, especially those of you who have teenagers... Um, you are more than welcome to be here and um, um, and listen and ask some questions. Uh, 10.30 to 12.30 this coming Saturday um, here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited. You know, we, we uh, our, our youth pastors are involved in the pastors' discipleship class all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just felt like the Lord was saying, this is a good time to... Uh, Get the parents involved in what the kids are dealing with. And um, moms and dads, I can tell you up front, you do not know what your kids are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and parents, um, I talk with, well, even in my talking over in Houston, talking about um, parents who are just allowing their kids to just be at home not working, not contributing to the family dynamic at all, um, just playing video games and taking up space and not participating. I said, you, girl, you girls aren't helping your children at all. <laughs> I said, and if you die, where do they go? Grandma's house and take advantage of her? One lady came up to me afterwards and she said, you were talking to me, I have a 30-year-old son never worked and he I said she says I know I've got to do something because but see that that that's just one of those God things because th- that didn't belong in your Bible study it wasn't in my notes yeah. at all yeah. but I mean that just wasn't even the subject but but no. as the Lord brings that up as you're yeah. um, he's he's ministering to people that he knows are there mm-hmm. and um, it's it's an amazing thing that was inconceivable yeah when when we grew up, Paula, yeah. that I mean, we couldn't wait to get out of our home. Uh, we 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 didn't go to local colleges because we wanted to to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the idea that we come back and live with our parents was just it never occurred no to way, us. Huh? Yeah. And and now these kids stay home and stay home and stay home, and they live the way they want to live. They don't contribute to the home. And moms and dads are convinced, well, I, I love them, and where else are they going to go? So it's my responsibility. Your responsibility is to, to help them stand on their own two feet. Raise people to be good citizens. And, and, and if they're going to be in your home, they've got to follow the rules. They've got to honor the Lord with their behavior. Even if they're not Christians, their behavior's got to honor the Lord, and they've got to contribute. Yeah. You know, this isn't a free lunch anymore at 30 years of age. Yeah. And it is it is an unbelievable phenomenon that that we just never thought would happen mm-hmm. in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And yet now it is epidemic. Yeah. 
uh, the way things are going. And so God had you meet some people there. I was like, oh, okay. It was all the Lord because I was, it, it wasn't in my notes. <laughs> 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 I wasn't ready for that. And yet um, the God of restoration, because so many people, because they've made mistakes, they've, they've made great, grave mistakes, um, just like David. I said, but he owned up to his mistakes and he said, Forgive me. Wash me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, I'll be whiter than snow. Um, because I knew you had a plan. Because we all have a conscience. Unless we allow that conscience to get seared and we become so hard-hearted and hard-headed. Um, but the Lord's always knocking. You know, you said that last night in your, your message. God's arms are always open. And the God of restoration says, like to David, I mean, David, he was a man after God's own heart, and yet he was a hot mess. He messed up a lot, and yet he 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 knew that it was against God that he sinned. And you always tell me, remember to tell him, Paula, he didn't have the Holy Spirit living in him. <laughs> and we as believers, we do. So that knocking on the door of our heart, we should constantly heed it. We hear it. And, and do something about it and say, Lord, uh, please. My, my favorite part of Psalm 51, Paula, is when David, after doing all these things that you're now talking about, mm-hmm. David could get to the point where he could say to the Lord, now renew within me a right spirit. Yeah. And here's the key, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. That's exactly right. And, and you know, that's isn't isn't that our goal, to walk with Jesus with joy? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I said the God of restoration of your joy, your peace, and your hope. You know, those are just three. Your joy, your peace, and your hope. Isn't that, that's who he is. Will you allow him to do that in you and for you? Because as we walk through this life as Christians, we should be the most joyful, the most peaceful, and the most hopeful. And we can be like new believers because His mercy is new every day. And so even even people listening on this radio program, if you've blown it, I heard you talking, uh, ministering to Reuben the other day. He blew it big time. Again, kind of in the same way. And yet, don't we do the same thing? And yet the Lord says, I already made provision for that. So come to me, confess to me, and let me forgive you and then restore you. Yeah, it's not even so much let me forgive you. I've already forgiven you. So let's walk now in the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, where where most people are struggling. Paul, let me ask you a question because you're talking about your joy and your peace and your hope. And in this audience and certainly to the people that you were talking to uh, yesterday um, or or the Tuesday yeah. now. Yes, yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there's people out there saying, well, but you don't know what I'm going through. How can I have joy? How can I have hope? How can there be peace? Mm-hmm. Well, our peace, our joy, and our hope has to come from him. Mm-hmm. And the way we do it is the same way David did. And it doesn't. It, it, I'm not even suggesting that, that the lack of hope or peace or joy is tied to sin, but just the world that we live in. And that's why we've got to keep our focus on Jesus. Yeah. Um, Praising the Lord um, no matter what, and that's not an easy thing to do. And so because I'm a worship person, um, I just sometimes I'll just put on music and I'll listen to the words. Not, you know, sometimes the music is nice, but you listen to the words of God is faithful. He will never leave you or forsake you. His love never fails. It never runs out, you know. He never gives up on us. I'm going to heaven, and I know full well I do not deserve to. So after, once you start praising the Lord, the focus changes so drastically sometimes that you can forget about you, and you're just, the joy of the Lord refreshes you. Um, David, David would say, Lord, thank you so much. And he knew, he knew that he'll see his son again. Uh, I, th- that's the, one of the other things. It's Nathan, who brought the condemnation, the conviction, I should say, to David, is the same one that God used to bring comfort. Because he said, the Lord said, you won't die. Now, you, you're going to have some consequences, but you won't die. And go on over there and, and comfort your wife, you know, 
be with her until they had another son, Solomon. But the Lord said, no, I'm calling him Jedediah, beloved of the Lord. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. In Psalm 51, it's after David's confessed, he says, um, now let me go and teach the people, you know. Don't stay down. Get up. Let's go. You know, God's forgiven me. He's for, he'll forgive you. But just don't stay in your sin. Get up. Let's go. I love that part. Mm. Anyway. Hey, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. If you have anything, we've still got a little bit of time left. I just got a really neat email from Hindle, Laura, uh, Paula, the, the, the beautiful woman that we were talking about earlier in the program. And, and the email says, thank the Lord for his great patience and mercy in saving our dear loved ones yeah. with an exclamation point. Yeah. And, you know, Hindle's hurting. Mm-hmm. Her life has changed. Her mm-hmm. husband for so many years uh, is now uh, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was her faithfulness and her witness and her prayers mm-hmm. that are going to enable them to spend the rest of eternity. You know, we think 40 years or 50 years, or in the case of the 97-year-old woman, oh, 61 goodness, years. 61, yeah. You know, we think, that's forever. How can we possibly make it? It's just a breath yeah. in terms of eternity. Yeah. And and imagine what that homecoming is going to be like when Hindle uh, goes and sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mike is going to be there. Yeah. And, and he's probably going to say something like, Wow, it's much better than you ever told me. Yeah, yeah. And um, the lady last night, mm-hmm. uh, her, the rewards yeah. that her husband is going to watch her receive from Jesus for her faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what that moment will be like? Mm-hmm. And because it's forever, mm-hmm. it, that moment will last forever. Yeah. And it's not one of those things that's okay, tomorrow we've got to get up and start all over again. Yeah, no. Because it's it's always new. Mm-hmm. So how exciting is it? Hey, thanks for hanging in with her for 13 years, but mm-hmm. it's not as impressive as it was for this woman, 97 years. Oh old. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, think was, I think her name was Carol. Carol, yeah, Carol and Herman. But yeah, no, she wins. <laughs> Very cool. You know, I want to also mention that uh, our friends and uh, who have lost loved ones, and this is going to be their first Thanksgiving without them, their first Christmas. We got a pretty good list of of people we've been praying for who are in that situation. And, you know, I don't know how many other people are out there who sometimes the holidays kind of bring um, sadness and a little on the depression side. And so what we we do here to uh, kind of deter that is we try to, the family who needs a family, um, don't be alone. In other words, uh, if you're single, um, if you're a small family and you want others to join you, make a point of inviting somebody. You know, and in your church, if you know people who are hurting, who are alone, reach out and say, why don't you come come be with us? And so that's what we do here. But people should not be alone. But this is a, uh, it can be a very sad time. You know, I remember when your mom died, she died on December 17th, 1989. Just a week before Christmas, she was my best friend. Man, she loved me even when you didn't, you old jerk. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. I know. Huh? The Lord won't, you know, she won't let me live it down. But, man. Simon the leper. Yeah, yeah. She was, I just loved her so much. So to not have her sitting at the table that first year, that was rough, you know? It was rough. And then... I would be driving in the streets, you know, of course in the streets, not in the house. But And I would be sure I saw her, you know, down the street from where we lived because she lived a little higher on the same street as us. I would see her and I'd be trying to hurry up and catch up to her to say, hi, Peggy. And then it would hit me. Peggy's in heaven. I'm, uh, You know, she's not, you know, I, um, she's not in the car up there. I, I had a car phone before. I mean, when car phones were as big as I am, yeah. you know, uh, when not many people had them. And uh, I remember calling my mom every single day yeah. on my way yeah. to work. And uh, I kept that up for a long time just until I get to the place where I pick up the phone. Oh, yeah. you know. She's not going to answer today. But that's just, yeah. but, but you know, one of the things, and again, with the holidays coming, um, we focus on what we're missing 
instead of focusing on what we have and who we have. And I think this is a time where we can make a choice to honor the Lord um, with, with, with good fruit instead of making these sad occasions. Um, you know, we can still feel like we're missing something, mm-hmm. but our witness will increase exponentially if we just realize that in his presence is the fullness of joy. And, and when we're sad and we're, we're, we're down because we're missing the one that we love, that's when we got to remember that the one who loves us is always here. Mm-hmm. And we have to make the conscious choice to fix our eyes, our hearts, our minds on Jesus. And um, um, what a great witness that is. Yeah. Good counsel, Pastor Ron. Paul, I've got a question here real quickly. I'm not going to answer it today. It's from Ron from Converse. Uh, Ron, I think maybe I'll get to this on Monday. This isn't the kind of question that I can answer uh, quickly, it's uh, he wants to um, wants me to give him a brief overview of hermeneutics. I think what I'll do maybe is have our hermeneutics teacher here at school, uh, Pastor Chris, come in and and uh, be on the program. So I'll, I'll try, Ron, to to I know you listen pretty much every day, so uh, I will try to um, I'll let you know when we can schedule that. I got to check with him and his schedule, mm-hmm. but that's not sort of a radio question that mm-hmm. we can deal with. Once has to be a subject yeah, of a, of a, a whole day. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm so excited. The most, to... the most important hermeneutic, Ron, is read it for what it says, not what you want it to say or what you think it says. Read it for what it says and deal with that. And uh, that's a big leg up on what hermeneutics is all about. All right. Okay, Paula, what's up? You got five minutes. <laughs> uh, being restored... You know, for those of you out there who, some people listen to the show and they're not even Christians, you know. And so, because... Yeah, that's a neat thing. We find that out all the time. People say, well, oh, where, when did you get that? I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah. At the at the uh, teaching, there was a, a young girl who came with some people and she's not saved and Yanni was talking to her. And she just said, well, thank you very much, but I'm not ready. Boy, I wanted to go over there and say, girl, you need to get ready because I always say this. If you're the last one to get saved, I said that to earlier, if you're the last one to get saved and Jesus is coming back for us, you're going to be the most popular one in here. We're going to be giving you serious high fives on the way up. You know, so if you're not saved, uh, today's a good day to get saved. And, uh, you know, we're getting ready to come into that season where... The whole world knows Jesus was born a baby to come here to save the world from their sin, that we might have eternal life. And so um, Thanksgiving's a really good time to get saved because then you can celebrate Christmas the real way. See, I, I appreciate their honesty when they say I'm not ready mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's disingenuous to, to say, okay, I want to get saved. I want to go to heaven, but mm-hmm. I, I want to live the way I want to live here. Yeah. And and we deal with that all the time. Yeah. And uh, we just have to be careful. Yeah, God, God's going to take what, what you say with your mouth. He's going to take it really seriously. Yeah. And then what you've got to decide is whose are you? To whom do you belong? Mm-hmm. So... Well, Paula, now we're at three minutes, so what's on your heart? The one, one other thing, you were teaching last night in Second uh, Kings, and the one king, uh, Jehoram, when he got in trouble, he knew to go to... The, no, Jeho- Jehoash. Jehoash. Yeah, we had issues last I, yeah, night. Yeah, I called him Ash. You called him Ash. For sure, because yeah. all, all of those names. Jehoahaz yeah. and Jehoash. But, but uh-huh. when people are in trouble, they know where to turn. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time. But, Don't but, worry. They, but they turn with a half heart. Yeah. yeah. Get me you, out of this mess. Yeah, that's right. And they didn't give up the other sins that they had, you know. But that's a good, that was a good uh, reminder to all of us. We all kind of hold on to something that the Lord's trying to pry our hands off of. Will you trust me with that? Will you trust me with that? Will you stop taking matters into your hands? Will you trust me? I love your kids more than you do. Will you mm-hmm. trust me? I love your husband or your wife more than you do. Will you trust me? Will you just follow me and and leave them in my care? Yeah. You stop trying to be God in their life. I'm talking to myself right now, Pastor Ron. 
Yeah, that's what I had to say for so many years. Anyway. Paul, I got to interrupt. We got a, we have a called-in question from Michael from oh. New Brunfels. Oh, good. And um, um, we were inside of two minutes, so I want to don't want to leave him hanging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I says, "What Bible should I be reading?" Mm-hmm. Michael, read a Bible that you'll read. It doesn't matter what version that you use. Uh, the, the translations that we have are good. There's some that I don't recommend. I certainly don't recommend the 2011 NIV. I don't recommend uh, the message or other paraphrases, uh, the Passion Translation. Some of those are horrible. But but the, the New King James is a great translation. Uh, the 1984 NIV is, is my primary Bible, the one I teach out of. I think it's the best New Testament translation. Um, the ESV is good. The NASB is good. So um, just just look through some of them, and you can get all of the samples of them online. See what you're comfortable with, and then and then find the one that you'll read, mm-hmm. and just read it. But um, for my money, the 1984 NIV is the best one mm-hmm. that you can get. But it's got to be the 1984. Yeah, I could I could offer him one. Okay, because mm-hmm. you know I have a friend who. Yeah, you do. Gives me some. And so, it, Mike, if you come here to our church, I can hand it to you. But if you want to... And all you have to do is visit. We're not trying to take you from anybody else's church. Oh, yeah, for sure. But just come visit, ask for the crazy lady uh, who's on the radio, and Paula will hand you a Bible. <laughs> hey, thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and I will be back, Lord willing, tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.